podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking at all of the top point scorers and key talking points from Game Week 4 on Sun Dream Team. It's currently the international break, so we don't have any Dream Team action currently, but I'm hoping with this video, by highlighting all the top point scorers from last week, it should jog our memory and help with our planning just ahead of Game Week 5. I will still be doing my Top Players to Target episode, but that'll be coming out around Wednesday next week. So let's get started. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see on the left-hand side, I've got the match center from ffstuff.co.uk. You can access this for free um, and it's live during games as well. It just basically tallies up all of the points, the bonus points, shots, saves, tackles, and big chances created all through the game. Um, and it's a much easier way to look at the current point scoring live um, opposed to how they present it on the uh, Dream Team app. It isn't, it isn't very user-friendly the Dream Team app when it comes to looking at how players are getting on for points. It's okay for points, but you don't get to see all the uh, little details here. So if you go to ffstuff.co.uk, you can look at all of the fixtures throughout the weekend and previous ones, and it's a lot easier to see where these players are getting their points from. Um, and we're starting with Arsenal versus Manchester United, which thankfully finished 3-1 to Arsenal. Um, I think we deserve to win it, but it easily could have gone the other way. Um, not much in it for that offside call towards the end and a great comeback from Arsenal. But this isn't an Arsenal podcast. It's a Dream Team podcast. So looking at some of the uh, top point scorers here, um, I'm going to go through the point scorers on the left-hand side. And this is, again, from ffstuff.co.uk. And then on the right-hand side, I'm just going to go through a few points that um, I picked up from watching the game or watching the highlights on some of these other videos. Um, but obviously we had the scorers, Erdegaard, Declan Rice, Gabriel Jesus, and then Marcus Rashford got the Manchester United goal. Um, standout things here, um, obviously Martinelli, he got one of the assists. Saka got another assist here. Um, Saka finished with six points, one bonus point, one shot on target, and three tackles. Um, Erdegaard, nine points again, so he scored the goal and had two shots on target. Um, across the defence, all pretty similar. Gabriel came back into the mix, um, pretty much due to the party injury. Um, he finished on four points. Out of all the defenders, that was the best going. Um, Havertz, again, with a disappointing three. Um, Niketia, two points, not very good. Gabriel Jesus came off the bench, got six points. And Fabio Vieira also come off the bench, uh, got four points in this game, got an assist. And he's making a bit of a habit of coming off the bench and grabbing these assists late on. Uh, for Man United, the assist was Eriksen to Marcus Rashford. Rashford finished with eight points, uh, top point scorer for Manchester United. Bruno Fernandes was a disappointing three. Um, he picked up some tackle points um, and appearance points, but not very much for him. Uh, pretty low scoring game in terms of Man United. Um, Ericsson got six where he got the assist and picked up a couple tackle points. Also picked up a bonus point as well. Um, Thomas Partey, um, his injury pre-game, um, I think was the cause for Arsenal to bring back Gabriel and go back to their typical back four. Uh, Zinchenko got the start, Gabriel and Saliba at the back and then Ben White. Um, on that right-hand side. Uh, Zinchenko, 3.2 million. So now he looks like he's fit to start games. Uh, 3.2 million is a good price. He's still come off at the, in the 76th minute. Um, so he might not be fully fit. He doesn't always play 90 minutes either. But I do think he's a good cheaper option in that Arsenal defence. Um, Declan Rice, he had a really great game and a really great uh, 
the first goal for him. Uh, just buzzing after that one. But six points, um, six points per game he's got so far across the start of the season. Um, and he's only four points behind Erdegaard in terms of total points as well. So um, I think he's just, I think he's 3.5 million. So fairly cheap as well, Declan Rice, uh, 3.6 million. And the good thing about Declan Rice, I'm still not this this keen on going for like the Declan Rice and Rodri style players, the defensive midfielders. But what you do get from these sort of players is when now Europe's um, coming over the hill, you know that Rice, Rodri, they're going to play twice a week. And those appearance points and the tackle points and that sort of thing all do add up. So he could be someone to keep an eye on. Um, no Thomas Party, So Rice is going to be needed um, every single game. So he could be someone that we maybe consider a bit later on. Um, Marcus Rashford obviously got the first goal. He got two assists last week against Forrest. And he's playing much, much better on that left-hand side. Obviously got his first goal of the season in this game. And Haaland... Um, Came on, I think that's how you pronounce it, the new striker for Man United. He came on and didn't do very well dream team-wise, just picked up the one point. But he did look really, really promising. Um, and I think that bodes well for Rashford to carry on on that left wing. And it does make him a more appe uh, appealing option if they do start starting this Haaland. Um, I think Rashford could start racking up some points. One Basaka, um, despite conceding three uh, goals, he picked up two points, which was ahead of most of the defenders for Manchester United. I just think in these sort of games, um, Wan-Bissaka, five tackles in that battle with Martinelli, um, and those points do add up. And I think they've got Brighton coming up soon. And I remember Wan-Bissaka having good battles with Matoma last season. So he could be someone to consider, even if you don't think Man United are going to get those clean sheet points. Um, Wan-Bissaka might tally up these tackle points in quite a lot of games. Um, Matoma, oh, sorry, not Matoma, uh, Wan-Bissaka will cost you 3.1 million at the minute as well. So cheaper option into that Man United defence. The only downside is I think their two games this week coming are Brighton and Bayern Munich. So if you do it, maybe you want to wait till the following week. Um, Dallow, he, I think he looked really good, Dallow, in this game, um, despite getting no points. Um, so someone that you might want to consider. They did just sign uh, Region at the end of the window, but I think Dallow should still be the left back. Uh, Martinez sort of went off with a foot problem, but he's on international duty, so he seems like he's okay. And Lindelof went off um, and apparently was struggling with illness. So it ended up with Maguire um, and Johnny Evans at centre-back, which obviously isn't a great pairing. I wouldn't be considering either of them in my team. Um, and then just the last thing of note, um, Havertz, obviously quite disappointing so far in terms of dream team I know a lot of people would say disappointing overall um, I'm willing to give him a bit more time and I think he's been fairly okay um, but he's averaging two points per game at the minute so if you do have Havertz you you have to get him out of your team at this point he really isn't doing anything in terms of dream team Right, then on to Manchester City and Fulham. So finished 5-1 to Man City. Uh, the goal scorers Alvarez, Nathan Ake, Haaland, Haaland, Haaland again. Hat-trick for Haaland. Um, I think that's five, uh, seven hat-tricks for Haaland now um, since moving to Manchester City. So the guy's ridiculous. Um, and this is a classic example of why you need to be captain Haaland most of the time. Because if this went against you, um, it really is quite damaging where so many people captain him. Uh, the goal from Fulham was uh, Ream at the back, centre-back. 
And top point scorers defensively was quite quiet for uh, Manchester City. Edison on three, Akanji four, Walker two. Um, obviously, Ake got nine because he got the goal. And Rodri got five, picking up a bonus. And he had four tackles in this game. So a couple points there as well. Quiet one for Rodri, one-pointer. Doku, the new signing, got four points. Alvarez, he's been absolutely brilliant recently. Um, grabbed the goal. Um, doesn't show the assist here, but he would have got the assist points for winning a penalty as well. Uh, finished on 12 points. Kovacic, two points. Foden with five, picking up an assist. Uh, one bonus point for him as well. And then Haaland, hat-trick and one assist, uh, 23 points. Um, so a few notes. Oh, last thing as well. Gomez picked up an assist too, um, coming on. Uh, not really someone that we're going to be considering though. Um, but key talking points that I took down. Um, Gavardio was benched for Nathan Ake. And it looks like this is going to be a fairly regular occurrence. I think with two games a week, it looks like Ake and Gavardio are going to be battling out for that sort of left-sided uh, position. So disappointing if you did start with him or put him in your team at some point. Um, Ake was probably quite fortunate with his goal because it should really have been ruled out for offside, um, in my opinion, and probably quite a lot of other people's opinion too. Uh, Doku's debut, he picked up one bonus point, made three tackles. Um, watching the game, he's really, really tricky, really skillful, and trying to take on his man quite a lot, quite a lot of dribbles. Um, and I think he might end up doing quite well on bonus um, because of these dribbles, but it just depends uh, how many games he gets. Obviously, Haaland hat-trick and the assist was 23 points. Um, I thought that was fairly low compared to previous seasons where you would have obviously got Starman as well um, and hat-trick points. So 23 points, despite getting a hat-trick and an assist, um, I think 23 points feels quite low compared to what you would have got last season. Um, Alvarez, his goal and assist puts him on two goals and three assists for the season. Uh, Foden's assist, um, I put him into my team, uh, but we'll come on to that a bit later because it wasn't great um, but he got another 90 minutes under his belt and he's pretty much played 90 minutes all season the only game where he didn't was because he had an illness so I think Foden's looking pretty safe at the minute and especially now there's two games a week coming up um, Ake I've just mentioned his goal really shouldn't have counted um, the City bench um, also I thought a note to take was that the City bench didn't really look like there's much there at the minute to threaten Alvarez or Foden if you were considering either of them. Uh, he had Gomez, Nunes, um, Scott Carson, Enrico Lewis, Gavardio, Oto uh, Ortega, Oscar Bob, Calvin Phillips and Bernardo Silva. So maybe Bernardo Silva in there but with Grealish out injured and quite a few other injuries, I do think Foden and Alvarez look pretty safe at the moment. Uh, one thing to note also, Grealish obviously out and Stones is out, but I think both of these are expected to return after the international break. So a little bit more added rotation risk after this international break's out of the way. On to Liverpool 3, Aston Villa 0. Uh, goals from Sabozlai, Mohamed Salah and... Oh, it's only showing two goal scorers here. Um, oh, that's because the uh, other one was an own goal from Matty Cash. Um, yeah, unlucky, really unlucky one if you had Matty Cash in your team. It's not much you could have done about it. Um, but yeah, Liverpool 3, Aston Villa 0. Um, Alisson, obviously, clean sheet points for Liverpool here. So Alisson got eight points, picked up three save points in this game. And he's one of these keepers that does make a lot of saves uh, because Liverpool give up quite a lot of chances. But he is a top, top keeper. And in my opinion, Alisson... Uh, if I was going to be going for a premium keeper, I'd definitely be going him over Edison just because the save points do tally up with him. Uh, Matip at the back as well got seven, Robertson eight. 
Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold had a really, really good game. Got an assist in this one, picked up 11 points and one bonus point. One big chance created, which was the assist. Um, he did look really good in this one and back to his best. But the only thing is he did come off injured in the 71st minute. Um, but Klopp seemed to say it was a hamstring injury, but and it was wait and see, but it didn't really look that serious. So I think Trent still should be okay for this uh, next game after the international break. Uh, Gomez came in for Virgil van Dijk, picked up eight points, got a bonus um, and one uh, made one tackle. But I wouldn't really be targeting him at the minute. I think Virgil van Dijk's got one more game out. He had the red card, but then something to do with him swearing at the ref, got him an extra game. Um, McAllister, three points, but Sabozlai with one of the goals. He had a really great game, 11 points, free bonus. And we'll come on to him because he's doing really, really well on the bonus points. Salah got 13 and he could have easily had more um, if Darwin Nunes just finished his dinner. Uh, 13 points, three shots, two tackles and two big chances created for Salah. Disappointing one for Diaz, went off after 65 minutes, only got the two points. And that's about it really in this one. Um, Villa really didn't turn up in this game and there's not much really to show for it in terms of points here. A lot of twos, a lot of threes and a lot of ones. Um, I wanted to talk about Sabozlai. So he got three bonus points, um, a great goal from distance. He's got seven bonus points in total now um, and he's hit bonus in three matches in a row. So he could be someone to consider. Uh, Sabozlai, he's 3.5 million as well, so fairly cheap. Um, he's the second highest scoring Liverpool player at the minute in the game. Um, I mentioned it just then. Mohamed Salah could have hauled. Um, he was unlucky for that cash own goal. I think Salah set up Nunes. Nunes hit the post and then it rebounded, hit Matty Cash. So he could have had almost another assist for Salah. Um, and then the latest Salah news from David Ornstein is that Salah is going to stay. The Saudi window's closed. Um, so you can pick him and sleep at night now that you know he's not going to be leaving. Um, Darwin Nunes assist I mean he could have had much much more but it seems to be the same old story with uh, Darwin Nunes um, just got the one assist and seven points but I think he hit the post twice um, a real frustrating one in all fantasy formats he is um, but if he does start finishing these chances he could explode but I feel like we've been saying that for best part of the season Trent Alexander-Arnold obviously he looked really good it's just whether or not he comes back from injury in time Watkins, Blank, Matty Cash, unlucky with the own goal. And one last person I wanted to highlight was um, Digne at the back, uh, left back for Aston Villa. Got four points in this game, but finished with three bonus points in a 3-0 loss. Um, he only cost 2.2 million. He's got two assists so far, and he's hit tackles in three of his last four and bonus in three of his last four. So he could be a really good player to target. Um, the only thing is, uh, I saw a post that Moreno, the Aston Villa other left back, um, is back in training. He was injured, so he could eat into his minutes and that might put you off. He's, bit, he's a bit cheaper, but now with these new rules, if he is sort of playing one game and then benched for the uh, Europa League conference game and comes on, you don't get the clean sheet points unless you play the 60 minutes. So... You kind of want to have someone that's playing uh, two games a week. And it's looking like it's going to be more likely to be Matty Cash at the minute. Because Consul went off with an injury in this game. And Matty Cash went from playing sort of an advanced, almost a right winger, to dropping into playing right back. So just something to consider if you're looking at Aston Villa players for the Europa League conference. 
If you're enjoying this video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with all the latest Sun Dream Team content. And also check out the Dream Team Tonic podcast. I'm partnered with them. Uh, we do episodes every weekend and we're back doing one live on Monday and it's live for our Patreon members. Um, so check out the link in the description below to find out how you become a patron. Uh, we engage with everyone, answer questions in the uh, chat box. And then that goes out live to everyone else a bit later in the week. So don't forget to check out the Dream Team Tonic podcast. Oh, then on to Spurs Burnley, a game that caused me a lot of pain this weekend or last weekend. Um, Spurs 5, Burnley 2. The goal scorers, we had a hat-trick for Son. We had a goal for Christian Romero and a goal for Madison. Uh, Madison... It's been brilliant so far this season. And Foster and Brownhill got the Burnley goals. So Spurs looking really, really good going forward. Still got a few problems at the back, but it doesn't matter when you're scoring five goals. Um, but we may as well come straight on to Son's hat-trick. 20 points. Um, a player that I picked out a couple weeks back, a couple game weeks back, and thought he'd looked fairly promising. Um, put him in as my striker. Didn't really do anything. He was playing off the left-hand side. He was playing a bit wider than usual and didn't really deliver me anything in the uh, two game weeks I had him in or two matches that I had him in. Um, and I sort of lost patience. In the old style of Dream Team, in the old rules, I probably would have put him in and had to stick with him. Like, like with five transfers for the month, I probably would have chose him and seen it out. Um... But these, these two transfers a week, they give you itchy fingers um, and you want to make moves constantly. It looked like he was going to keep going down in price. And he, where they went out of the uh, Carabao Cup as well, I thought I'd go for um, Foden instead of Son. Foden got me just the five points and Son got 20. Um, and now he's playing centre forward um, because Richarlison is rubbish. He's banging goals for fun and now everyone's tipping him as the best player to target in all fantasy games while me with egg on my face have taken him out of my team. Um, so yeah, that's that's that out of the way. Um, now I'm rattled now, bringing back the memories of that. Um, assists, so we had Pedro Porro got an assist and Udogi got an assist at the back and he's been really good this so far this season. Um, got eight points in this one. Porro got six. And then Romero pulled out a screamer for his goal. Got nine points. Don't know where that came from. I've never really seen him as a defender with goal threat. Madison got 15 points. And just to make my story worse, it was going to be Son to Madison was going to be my move if you watch regularly. But I had a change of heart last minute once I saw these Champions League draws. Um, Spurs have only got a couple games or well, one game a week, whereas City are going to have two games a week. So I thought that looked like the best move, but Madison banged again. 15 points, three bonus points, and five shots as well in this game, which is ridiculous. He was shooting from everywhere. Um, Solomon, Mana Solomon, um, he got two assists in this game. Someone I'm not very familiar with, but he played on the left-hand side. Um, had a great game, got eight points. I'm not sure how much he is, actually. We'll check that one out. 2.4 million, but he's probably not my radar where they do have a lack of games compared to these European teams. Um, one thing I took down on the Son goals, um, I'm not, I'm still not certain we're going to see this, or we're not going to see hat-tricks week in, week out, but I did really think watching this game back on back to the day that 
Burnley's high line really played into Son in behind. They were just constantly whacking balls over the top and Son was there each time. Um, I don't think it's going to be as easy in the next game for them, despite it being a really good fixture with Sheffield United. Uh, but Sheffield United, while they're not the best quality team, they're going to be probably playing a low block and more defensively. So it'll be interesting to see how Son does in that game. Uh, hopefully he doesn't do very well. Um, James Madison, his 15-pointer. He's now on two goals and two assists for the season. He's the highest scoring, um, second highest scorer on the game. He's got the second highest amount of bonus points behind Eze. And he just looks like a really good hold. Um, I've pretty much gone moving towards going for European players. But if I did already have Madison in my team, I think I will would still just be keeping him in because 15 points, um, he's hitting really, really good points every week at the minute. So I'd just leave him and let him tick on, fill up all your other spaces with European players and bank the points from him, I think. Uh, Basuma, I'm going to mention him. It's not someone I would really target. He's got eight points in this one, but he, did, he get, got two uh, tackle points. He's had two tackle points in each of his last three He's hitting them every single game. So he's someone that's going to tick along. Uh, I did put down in the notes that the Spurs defence did look a little bit shaky. Obviously, it doesn't matter if you're scoring five goals. Um, but they conceded in the fourth minute and the 94th minute. Um, yeah, they do look a little bit of a mess at the back. So I, I wouldn't be targeting any of the um, Spurs defence myself. You do get the upside with Poro and Udogi. They're quite attacking. But they do give up a bit of uh, stability at the back. And I haven't really mentioned much about uh, Burnley just because we're not going to be picking many Burnley players. Um, but one thing I did notice, that high line um, company seems like one of these players that, or managers now um, that's not really willing to adapt. And he just keeps playing this high line. And if he do, they do continue to do this, I think Burnley could actually be a good fixture to target if you are playing that way where you target certain uh, fixtures. Then on to Luton versus West Ham, and it finished 2-1 to West Ham. Uh, Gerard Bowen got the goal, and Zuma at the end in the 85th minute uh, with a header. Um, Anderson got a 92nd minute goal for Luton, just to wipe out the clean sheets if you have any West Ham players. That's just how it works in a minute, and we're seeing a lot, a lot of late goals. Um, now we've got all this extra added time. Uh, Paqueta got an assist, got eight points. Will Prowse with an assist. He's got one goal and three assists from three games. Um, ridiculous, really, really good signing. 7.7 .7 average so far. Um, Antonio took a note down that he went off holding an ice pack on his knee um, after the game, but I don't think that many people would have Antonio at the minute. And just another note that I put down is that I thought the fullbacks for uh, West Ham looked really, really good. Obviously, they were playing Luton, um, so they are going to be pushing up. But Sofal and uh, Emerson did look pretty good in this game. But I would be cautious when considering West Ham defenders because they do have City and Liverpool in their next two Premier League games. They do have some, Carab um, some Europa League fixtures that look okay and the Carabao Cup fixtures. But Liverpool and City, um, I don't think they'll be doing very well against them. Brighton 3, Newcastle 1, and we had another hat-trick, the third hat-trick. So we had Son, we had Haaland, and now we have welcome Evan Ferguson. Uh, 27th minute, 65th minute, and 70th minute, 18-year-old scoring hat-tricks. Ridiculous stuff. Um, so 22 points for him. He got one bonus point and obviously four shots on target. Uh, Billy Gilmore had a really good game. He grabbed an assist, seven points. 
Uh, Matoma got an assist in this game, got the five um, and one for a shot. Pascal Gross got six points and three bonus points. He's another one that seems to be doing quite well on bonus because um, he just does a bit of everything. Got the tackle points, got the bonus points. Um, done really, really well in this game. With Evan, Evan Ferguson, he did get a hat-trick in this one. I think he's missed international duty with an injury. Whether or not that's a, a real injury or an international break injury where they want you to get a little bit of rest, I'm not quite sure. Um, I would still wait and see if they're going to be playing Evan Ferguson week in, week out. Two games a week coming, so he might start at least one out of the two. But really, I still, even though he's about three million, um, I still think I want to be choosing a striker that is going to be playing um, twice a week if I can. Jao Pedro started this game, but again, nothing of interest for him. Uh, just the three points in this game. And it's fair to say that he's a write-off now. Um, Heck, Van Heck was back in for Webster, and that's another Deserby rotation. Um, Veltman started, but we've seen Webster and um, Heck rotating quite a lot. So I wouldn't be choosing anyone really in the defence other than Estupinian and Dunk. They seem to be the regulars. Um, on the Newcastle side of things, um, again, it's not been a good start for them, but their fixtures have been horrible since the beginning. Trippier's someone that... I'll come on to a bit later, but I have been keeping an eye on him because he's someone that I wanted to target from this Brentwood, uh, Brentford game onwards. Just got the two points in this game, but he still picked up a bonus point in a game where they've lost 3-1. Um, and he did hit tackles in this one. It just comes down to now whether Newcastle can improve now their fixtures get a bit better. The Premier League fixtures look really good, but they've been drawn the, pretty much a group of death in the uh, Champions League. And then they've drawn Man City in the... Uh, in the Carabao Cup. So all of their good fixtures have now been sandwiched between tough cup games. So yeah, a real decision on your hands if you were looking at getting Newcastle defenders in. Pope had an absolute stinker in this game. Uh, got the two points. Pick, picked up four save points though, or four saves rather. Um, and a lot of changes in midfield. Uh, 58th minute, we had Joe Linton, uh, Tonali all going off. And Isak going off after 74 minutes, as per usual, um, seems to be getting substituted quite regularly for Wilson. Um, but Wilson, again, breaking hearts, breaking clean sheets, scored a goal in the 92nd minute to wipe out those sweet Brighton clean sheet points for us all. And on to Chelsea, nil, Nottingham Forest, one um, upset of the weekend disappointing one I know quite a few of us have still got Chelsea players in our team and it wasn't really good for any of them so I've moved in Robert Sanchez in goal he got three points um, two save points but it's not what we expected we wanted a clean sheet there did finish off one point better off than uh, Johnston though who I took out so that's made up a few of the points that I lost from Son's hat-trick uh, Colwell two Silver three De Sassi three and Gusto three not many points in that defence um, and Nicholas Jackson, who's quite popular in the game so far, got two points, missed an absolute sitter from a really nice Sterling assist, actually, who also now finished on two points. Um, Enzo Fernandez got six points for a bonus point, a shot and three tackles and a big chance created. So he's doing a bit of everything at the minute, but overall pretty disappointing from Chelsea. And the Nottingham Forest scorer was Anthony Alanga, nine points. And Awanyi got the assist for this one, finished on five points. Um, a few other notes. Um, I mean, 
Chelsea lost this game 1-0, but they did dominate the stats. They had 76% possession. Um, the XG was 2.3 to Chelsea and 0.34 to Nottingham Forest. So, although the, the, the result was really, really disappointing, um, Chelsea did put in a fairly good performance. Um, one thing to note, Chilwell taken off after 62 minutes. I think he had an early sub in the game before as well. Uh, picked up a yellow card as well quite early on. Um, I'm going to probably be moving him on now at this point. He's playing left wing, which obviously made him a better looking asset in terms of attacking output. But what seems to happen now, if the game isn't going their way, they've got wingers to come on and replace Chilwell. Um, Palmer got his debut off the bench, but didn't really do anything of note in terms of dream team points anyway. Um, and I think we might see some changes um, for Chelsea in the next Premier League game. Um, it doesn't seem to be working out too well recently. Uh, maybe they'll change their shape, go back to a more traditional four. Um, I know they are sort of playing a four with Chilwell a bit higher up, but it doesn't quite seem to be working at the minute. And they've got a few good attacking players on the bench, so maybe they do send Chilwell back to left back and then start with a more attacking front three. Um, the fixtures do still look fairly good for Chelsea as well. Bournemouth, Villa, Brighton, Fulham and Burnley coming up next. So still a good run of fixtures if you're not in a rush to move on these Chelsea players. Then on to Brentford versus Bournemouth. Um, goals from Jensen and Umbuemo, Solanke and Brooks for Bournemouth. So 2-2, two -two, uh, Flecken with the two points, three saves. Um, Hickey done really well, six points, three bonus points and five tackles. So in a game where you can see two goals, and it's quite nice that you can still score points from your defenders. Um, Pinnock three, Rico Henry two, still getting a bonus, and P uh, Pinnock got a bonus as well. Jensen with the goal, got nine points, um, and he scored in back-to-back -back games now. He scored in that Carabao Cup game uh, last week. Brian Mbuemo with nine points. He's had a brilliant start to the season. This is his fourth goal. Um, two of them come from the penalty spot, but this one... Um, Real great touch and finish from him. And he missed a sitter as well at some point. So it could easily have been two goals for him. Um, he's got a 7.4 average. And he's the sixth highest scoring player in the game so far. Um, then Visser. I've got Visser up front. I stuck with him. Now he's had three blanks in a row now. Um, three lots of two since I put him in. Uh, before that, he got 12 points and nine points. So not been very good this last couple of games uh, for Visser. He did hit the post in this match, but two points, not good at all. Solanke at 3.2 million though. Um, he's got two goals and two assists so far for Bournemouth, and they are looking fairly good attack-wise. Um, and he's on penalties as well. So cheap option on penalties, but at 3.2 million, would you rather just use that money and get yourself a two-game-a-week uh, European player? Um, last but not least, I've mentioned him already, but Hickey, 1.6 million he cost you. Um, and he came away with six points in a in a game where they conceded two. So I think he could be a really good one to target. He's looking fairly good at the minute, um, and he comes at a cheap price. The uh, Brentford fixtures are still fairly good as well. Then on to Palace Wolves, and I don't think we probably have that many players from these two sides now. Johnston's been popular, and Eze's looked popular, and Eze's been really good. 3-2 uh, to Crystal Palace. Edward got two, and Eze got one. And um, for Wolves, it was Juan He Chan got the goal, and Cunha. Um, but I don't think I've seen many teams with Wolves players at all, actually. So Johnston in goal got the two points. I know a lot of people are starting to move him on now. Anson won, Gahey won, uh, Tyreek Mitchell got an assist and got four points. 
15 points for Eberichi Eze, uh, three bonus, three shots, and four tackles. Um, 3.4 million he cost you, and he's got one goal and two assists so far. He's got 14 bonus points for the season, which is the highest out of any player. Uh, he really is smashing this new format, or smashing smashing it in the Premier League, but just more interesting in fantasy football uh, dream team. He's not a player that you typically would have chosen, but he really is delivering on this new system. Um, and Edward got two goals, 15 points, three shots in this game. On the Wolves side of things, not that much to add, but Pedro Neto got two assists um, and three bonus points. And he's the 14th highest scoring player in the game. Um, seems to be doing fairly well on bonus points, but not someone that's going to be appealing for me as an option. Um, and then just the seven saves for... Um, Jose Sarr in goal for Wolves. But that's about it from this Palace and Wolves game. And then we won't spend too much time on this one. Sheffield United, Everton, 2 all. Um, Archer got a goal, Decore and Dan Juma. Um, Ashley Young picked up six points in this game, despite conceding, again, two goals. 1.5 million he costs. Um, he's got five points per game over the last three. So both Hickey and Ashley Young are looking like two really cheap options. Um, that could be good enablers if you wanted to keep hold of them. They haven't got European football, but if they carry on with like five points per game, it's not the end of the world. And if it lets you do other stuff with your team. Pickford got six saves, um, but Everton's defence has been terrible. Um, I mentioned on a pod, I think before the start of the season, that Everton had kept four clean sheets in a row uh, heading into the start of the season. And they haven't kept one since. He's been awful. Um, so six saves, but the Everton defence... Haven't been up to it. Um, Archer, the new sign-in for Sheffield United, grabbed a goal. Um, actually, was unlucky not to get two goals, really. Uh, one one clean goal, but the other one, he sort of had a shot. It hit, was saved, hit the post, hit Pickford and went in. So, yeah, unlucky not to get two goals. Um, got 10 points in this game, and he's 1.4 million. So, could be another enabler, but I don't think I'd want to take up a uh, attacking slot with him. And then last... Dan Juma, 2.1 million. That's his second goal of the season. Right, on to my team update now. But if you did like that last um, last section, looking at all the top point scorers and that new um, layout from FF stuff, do let us know in the comments below and I'll look to carry that on throughout the season. Uh, but we'll go on to my Game Week 4 team update then. So I've got 86 points in what felt quite a disappointing week. I think it felt mostly disappointing because of the whole Son hat-trick scenario. But I'll take you through how my team got on so far this week. And I'm going to share a few transfer plans or rough transfer plans with you. Because we're still a week away from the deadline. So these are just a few ideas that I've been having um, and are bouncing around at the minute. So game week points 86 and my total points is 326 so far. Um, rank was 7k but now has dropped down to 14k. Um, just as a guide though, um, don't be disheartened with your rank at this point in the season so um, just as a guide like last season at Christmas time I was like 75k um, and then finished up 350th so the ranks are all really tight at this time of the season um, as a guide so I'm on 326 points and I'm on 14k uh, the top 1k is on 361 points so all is not lost at this point of the season in goal, Sanchez with three points. Um, disappointing bringing him in for Johnston and only finish up with one point more. But the fixtures do look good. 
Um, and I think I'll just keep him in goal for the time being until I have enough budget to maybe get in one of, the, of these European goalkeepers. Um, Ariola's someone that looks fairly okay, but I'm not 100% certain he's going to start two a week. And other than that, um, Martinez is probably the next um, cheapest option at Villa who has fairly good fixtures. If he plays twice a week, Martinez could also be an option. But for now, I'll just keep with Sanchez. A stupid man, just the two points. And Brighton aren't really keeping clean sheets in a minute, but he does get a lot of attacking returns. I think I'm going to stick with him still for a little bit longer. Sort out a few other places, but I do expect a bit more from him. Saliba, three points. He's ticking along okay. Um, and then Chilwell, two points. He's been disappointing in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Bruno Fernandes in midfield got me the three points. Not great for him from his uh, price point, but he is someone that I think I'm going to be sticking with long term. Um, and then Saka got me six points and he's had a really good start to the season. So I'll take the six points from him. Brian and Buermo, nine points. He's been he's been good since I've brought him in um, and having a really, really good season. Um, filling in for Ivan Tony for Brentford. Matoma got me five. He seems to be ticking along okay, and, and now he's going to be going on to playing twice a week, hopefully. And then Phil Foden, who I brought in for Son, got me just the five points. Um, disappointing for this game week, obviously, to miss out on the hat-trick um, and just get the five points for Foden. But I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to chase it and go back to Son. It'd be the easy thing to do would be go, to go back to Son and Paddock and I mean, I am panicking a little bit that, yes, Sheffield United the next game. I'm not going to lie, but you can't chase these points. I've got to just accept that I've missed out on that hat-trick, I think, and then stick with Foden, stick with the plan, playing twice a week. I think he'll do quite well for me overall in the long term. Um, and then Haaland captained him, ended up with 46 points, which just is ridiculous, really. Like, half half my week's points is Haaland almost, or more. Um and then Visser with just the two points, which is disappointing, but he is very cheap. So overall, a fairly disappointing week. But I'm starting to move um, a little bit closer to having more European players in time for game week five when we get the European games starting. So this is how my team would line up for next week. I've got Sanchez playing Bournemouth away from home. Again, I mean, I, I expected them to keep the clean sheet points um, against Forest. So, Bournemouth on paper looks good, but you just don't know what you're going to get with Chelsea at the minute. The stupid man, though, has got um, Man United and AEK Athens. Saliba's got Everton and PSV. Chilwell's got Bournemouth as well. Bruno's got Brighton and Bayern. So, two tough games for Man United. Um, I wouldn't be keen on holding their defenders for these two games. Um, but Bruno could still do all right. Saka's got Everton and PSV. And Buemo's got Newcastle. Matoma's got Manu and Athens. And then Phil Foden has West Ham and Red Star Belgrade in the Champions League. Same with Haaland. And then Visser has Newcastle away. So here's my rough plans. Obviously, we're a week away still. But these are my rough plans at the minute. So I had planned to do Umbuemo and Chilwell out to Diaby and Kieran Trippier. But I'm getting cold feet on the Newcastle defence and Kieran Trippier. Half of me is just thinking, we knew this was going to happen. Really, really tough fixtures for Newcastle at the start. But we were looking at game week five onwards for Newcastle's fixtures to turn. Um, but with the addition of these tough Champions League games and the tough Carabao Cup game against Man City, it is making 
it a much tougher decision than it was initially. Um, that was that part. Um, leaves me 0.6 in the bank. And then the plan was to upgrade Visser a little bit later. Um, I could swap him for like a £3 million player, maybe a Villa defender in cash or Digne. Um, more likely to be cash because of the reasons I mentioned, Digne could compete with Moreno. You could also get Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Um, wouldn't want him for Brighton or Bayern, but the fixtures do get better after that. Or even maybe Evan Ferguson up front if he looks like he's going to play twice a week. Um, so there are options if I do go down that run or down that route. But there's one other problem. Um, there's Newcastle's defence, but there's also me being scared of Mohamed Salah. Um, he's looked really, really good this past couple of weeks. Um, and I think he is a player that could really, really punish my team if I don't have him in. I'm not 100% sure whether Salah will play twice a week. Um Obviously, it's a relief now that we know he's not going to get transferred away. Um, one fear I've sort of got is that, you know, you don't play your players twice a week sometimes just because you want to keep them rested and stop them from getting injured and all that sort of thing. But, I mean, if salary is going to go maybe next season, maybe this season they'll just run him into the ground. Um, so I think there could be a chance that he plays twice a week. Also, there's a lot of other options um, for Liverpool up front, but not many of them play on the right compared to like Darwin Jota through the middle. Um, Diaz, um, Jota can play off the left as well. And you've got Gakpo as well. So I don't really know who they'd play on the right wing instead of Salah. Um, so these are my thoughts. Um, instead, some are including Trippier and some are including Salah. So the left-hand side would be if I put Kieran Trippier in for Chilwell, I could then take Mbuemo out for Alvarez of Man City. Um, so I'd have Trippier in for his fairly good fixture run. I'd be hoping that he can maybe get bonus points in those tough games and then pick up a few clean sheet points in the other um, easier Premier League fixtures. And then Alvarez up front, it would give me Haaland and Alvarez up front for what looks like a really good run of fixtures for Man City. So I am liking how this one looks, to be fair. Um, not really that happy about getting rid of Mbuemo, but he's the one that frees up a bit of money. Um, I've tried to do the sort of budget building so far, and it hasn't quite worked out how I'd liked. So I think I'm going to prioritise just getting the better players in. Um, so Trippier and Alvarez could come in for Chilwell and Mbuemo. I do like the look of that team, to be honest. Um, the other option is... If I am really scared of Mohamed Salah, which I kind of am, I could take out Chilwell for Digne or Matty Cash and then put Salah up front by taking Mbuemo out of the midfield. So I'd have a backline of Estupinian, Saliba and Digne or Cash. Midfield of Bruno Saka, Matoma, Foden and strike force of Haaland, Visser and Salah. So I do like that team with Salah in it. Um, the only thing is it does leave me with not very many funds to upgrade Visser. I'm sure I'd be able to figure something out, but that's the sort of um, drawback of having Salah in the team. Does eat a lot of that budget. Or the other option, uh, which I'm least keen on so far, is if I just went Visser out, kept him Buemo for one more week, or kept him a bit longer while he's doing well. I could take out Chilwell for Trippier, and I could get Visser out of my team and replace him with either Digne or Cash. Um, so I'd have a four-man defence, I'd have five in midfield, and I'd have Haaland as the lone striker. Um, but I'm just looking at that one, and I just think there's quite a lot of teams that are going to have 
um, Salah, Alvarez, um, and some of these, well, Rashford as well. Quite a lot of other high-scoring strikers or potentially high-scoring strikers. So I think I'll like this one the least. I'm probably leaning towards the Salah draft with one Aston Villa, uh, Aston Villa defender. Um, the fixtures do look good for Liverpool and the fixtures do look fairly good for Aston Villa. So I'm fairly happy with going for this one. Um, I just do really want Trippier and it was the initial plan. And Alvarez is quite a good um, option instead of Salah. I don't think he'll do as well as Salah, but you know City are going to be scoring a lot of goals. And he will pick up a, a good few in this uh, run of fixtures for them. So it's between these two, Trippier and Alvarez for Chilwell and Embuemo. Or... Salah and Matty Cash in for Chilwell or Mbuemo for me. I think it's going to be either of these two. And I'm leaning towards the Salah one, even though I feel like the Trippier-Alvarez one is a bit more exciting. Let me know in the comments below what you think is the better move out of these two. And we'll wrap this episode up. So thank you very much for watching. And please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you have enjoyed it. And if you'd like to see these... Uh, match day recaps a bit more often and don't forget to follow the dream team tonic podcast uh live to patreon members on monday and it'll be coming out the full episode a bit later on in the week so don't forget to give that a follow the link is in the description below thanks for watching and i'll see you on the next episode goodbye sports social podcast network